Welcome to the Gamerhood Podcast. My name is Michael Walker, and today we are talking with family-friendly streamer Daikini. He is a father of two, and the whole family streams on Twitch. I will put his social details in the show notes. Their goal as a family is to make the online web a better place by focusing on positivity, good manners, better skill sets, and strong friendships. I know it's a dream, but it's what I strive for. Go check out their stream. I think you'll find it very enjoyable and very family friendly. Today is a bit of a longer episode, and we went down a bit of a rabbit hole, but I hope you will all enjoy Chris's stories as much as I did. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again for coming. Mm-hmm. So why don't we uh, start out by, I guess, you just telling the audience a little bit about yourself, like both as like a father and I guess as like a person and professional as well. Well, um, uh, current in the current state of things, um, I ha- have uh, been in retail my whole life, management, things like that. But as for my working career, as far as that stands, um, however, due to COVID, that's taken a back burner for quite a while now. Um, so currently I'm not employed at the present moment in time, um, but that's what I'll be going back into once I, uh, once things normalize again uh, in, in the field of where I can get it. So uh, for my family, uh, my name's Chris and uh, I go by Daikini on, on online medias and my wife, uh, Mary, is uh, known as Jay-Z or Jay-Zoop. Um, who's also goes on online medias with us as a family. And the reason that we become in a family uh, to get online together is uh, because that's kind of how the interest started and they wanted to do it together. I'm, uh, I was pretty new to streaming and my son wanted to be involved. So I have a son who does it as well. And he is just uh, turned nine not long ago. Um, we've been doing it for a little while. And then my daughter, who is five, um, he goes by Leo Zan and she goes by Little P. And we have made a, uh, I guess I, I guess it goes over a little bit about who I am and, and what our crew is over here um, as far as kind of the direction of how it started or where it began, I guess can be anybody's guess as far as where one starts, but it was really just an interest of doing an activity together more than anything that spawned it, so... Yeah, it's awesome. I guess so. The daughter's a bit, I guess, maybe too young because I was watching the other day and it seemed like it was just yourself, your wife, and your son um, so, that were on stream. That was World of Warcraft yeah. at the time. I believe yeah, we mainly do, yeah we do other games occasionally, but WoW is where it all started. Um, but yes, my daughter is. Well, my son started playing WoW when he was four. He really got into it and started developing. Obviously, what he did in the game was much more simplistic than what you normal people would do playing it. But my daughter has also just started. So she is playing WoW now, too, um, but she's not in the feed. She's in, up, she's in the, can- the camera in the background, but she's not um, shown in the stream yet. I'm oh, sure okay. she will want to be. In fact, she's. Um, she. it's interesting because they look now it's becoming more normal since we've been doing it longer and they really get excited about streaming not because they want to be a focal point or anything to that nature it's more that they really like people you know yeah they just want to feel like they're they're part of the team yeah it's a socialization so yeah so she is starting she's right on the cusp i guess is how i would to answer your question there that's really neat um so yeah so world of warcraft is the primary game i saw that you guys kind of uh, are part of a raiding guild as well and 
I guess yep. we're just clearing through the castle of. Yep. So kind of the normal uh, thing of what we do on our stream um, is I've I'm a I've been a hardcore advocate WoW player since I can remember. I started and when it, the game released, and um, I still am. So I tend to take the game a little bit more seriously. You know, I like to do hard, the 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 challenging mythic plus and and the rating and and um, the player versus player, all that kind of stuff. I really just enjoy it. It's just really fun to me. Where my wife and my son, they also get into all aspects of the game, but they're much more of a, they're not worried about a rating or a number, you know? So with the stream, I tend to kind of mix in progression rating and things that I'm doing alongside of what they're doing, which is... um, like group content playing with viewers doing you know mythic plus uh you know normal raids heroic raids things like that thing more casual progression basis so it's kind of like we have two different levels of um i guess devoted wow players as, as it were oh it's really cool so for the viewers that don't know and i'll put it in the show notes as well um like chris mentioned uh, they do have a family twitch uh, chat uh, as well uh, as the discord uh, but i just want to read out just to the, for the audience this is really cool i liked the, your kind of statement on your uh, twitch page which says you know your objective is to make the online web a better place by focusing on positivity good manners better skill sets and strong friendships i know it's a dream uh, but it's what i strive for so I yeah. just thought that was like a really cool, uh, I guess, objective. Um, and like when I tuned into your stream, I was kind of attracted, obviously, to the fact that it was a family stream, uh, but also because of just how, you know, positivity and uh, you really seem to have a desire to like, you know, actually want to engage with chat and get to know everyone. Uh, whereas yeah, I feel like absolutely. most people, it's about just pushing, pushing numbers and you know getting partnerships and, you know, the money side of it or the fame side of it. Yeah, potential for that yeah i think that's always the dream right is to do what you love and get paid oh for sure yeah but um it's funny hearing you read what i typed up there it sounds a lot better when you say it versus when i say it and uh uh, i just read word for word what you wrote i know it's just but it's coming from you it sounds like wow this guy he's got a good head on his shoulders i don't know who who wrote that it doesn't sound like (laughs) i don't even remember writing it but it was my maybe it was your better is, half. Yeah, maybe it was a better day I was having. I don't know. But I, I really um I'm passionate for people. I love people. Um and I like to assume the good in people versus the worse in people. I've always that's just a nature and a decision that I've made in my life. And I think everybody can use me a pick me up. Yeah. Including myself. And I think Twitch, whether, like I said, if I can touch one person in a positive way, if they can come in and feel better about themselves versus so many people play online games or, or just be online in a social media group tend to end, end up in the opposite where they feel bad or belittled or they're not doing the right things. I think that's unfair. And I think that it's important and I, to do that. And I think I've grasped onto that more now than ever in my whole life become after becoming a father right when you become a father you you can kind of have that choice of putting pressure and um, trying to raise through uh, neither negative aspects or positive aspects right and um, I believe that when you have a, a son or daughter that yes you need to give them direction yes you need to be uh, give them firm guidance and all that but you also they also need someone to believe in them you know I think that I think that you know everybody needs that the mindset that you have 
you know, as a whole for life has probably really helped you and the family, especially, you know, in 2020 uh, with what's huh. going on and your work situation and stuff. Boy. Like if you were a different person, you know, they, they would have struggled, you know, a lot more with it. Um, yeah. They didn't have your mindset and your attitude. So that's great. No. Well, you know, families stick together, right? You got to sure. fight together. Otherwise, you don't get anywhere. So why don't I guess we kind of start at the beginning or take a step yeah. back in time. And I just want to just curious if you can recall how you got into gaming, you know, as a, as a child or a teenager. Oh, um, I, this might be, I don't know if this is going to be a long answer or a short answer, but I remember vividly. All right. Um, and I have, I've been gaming my, for a very long time. I've been a passionate gamer. The first vivid memory I have of gaming and being like this passion that I, you just can't let go is um, a story I've probably told many times, maybe too many, but I was probably about, I would, I would say that I was probably around seven, eight years old, similar to my son's age. And uh, my dad, I went down in the basement at one point and my dad was messing around with some electronic equipment and stuff. And he was always a music guy and loved music uh, equipment, things like that. So that's kind of what I just thought was he was doing. And as I kind of peered in closer, I realized that he picked up um, our first video game system ever, which was a Sega Genesis. And he was hooking it up. I didn't know what it was. It didn't make any sense to me what I was looking at. But as he was hooking it up, he um, kind of got it started and finally got it working because to him it was confusing at the time to, to, it seems silly to be that it would be hard to hook up a sega genesis but yeah. apparently it was <laughs> um but uh as he got it where i sat there patiently and i sat proceeded to watch him play in complete awe miss pac-man um which was the first game that we've ever owned and as i was sitting there uh, being a uh, you know as kids do when there's a giant gold treasure sitting in front of them. They become very eager and wanting to try it themselves. And I probably annoyed him into the 10th degree of bugging him about, well, I want to turn. When can I play? Can I play? You know, I'm next. I want to, you know, I just sat there just constantly bugging him as he was trying to, you know, get past the first level, I think is what it was. And um, that lasted for about 15 minutes. My mom came down and said, it's time for bed. And I remember being like destroyed, like emotionally destroyed because I, like, I went up into my bed and uh, after much battling and fighting and kicking and screaming and not the best behavior, I'm sure, and uh, laid in my bed just in tears, knowing that my dad was downstairs playing this magical device that I knew nothing about that looked like it was built and designed for me, right? So, yeah, very so, cool. Uh, so I rush, I rush down uh, as I, I eventually I fell asleep, and I rushed down to get to it the first thing in the morning, and he was still playing it. He played <laughs> through the whole night. He had giant bags under his eyes, and um, uh, he, I couldn't play it the whole day. He played it nonstop. He was addicted more than I was, but that was the first recollection of memory of video games that I had to. It, it was like a moment of like love at first sight, right? It was at that point, I, it's just a blur, right? It was just video games, arcade systems, uh, you know, going to arcades and getting the next and new thing and Nintendo and all that, right? So 
um, it, that moment's kind of stuck with me and I've had a passion for it ever since I can't ever not think of a time. I didn't think about video games, which is kind of sad now that I say that out loud, but that's just the way it is. No, not. I mean, yeah, that's the big thing. Also part of the podcast is not just fatherhood, but gaming. And, you know, it, obviously gaming has such a negative, you know, rap to it, which obviously I think as uh, time goes on, that will go away um, yeah. because obviously, I don't know what you probably well, obviously you had a dad that was into it, but I feel like even most people my age, you know, where the parents didn't get it and the kids got it. Now we're kind of, yeah. you know, a generation later with the parents that are either get it or still currently playing or raising kids. Right. Um, so they're well, starting. There was, a, there was a lot of stigma back then, right? For sure. I mean, like like I, was... I always had issues with my, you know, parents, you know, yeah. you're playing too much. My whole life. Yeah. Don't you're sitting too close to the TV stop did you know you're you're gonna melt your you're gonna hurt your eyes i remember hearing that all the time um you know these are dumb these are gonna warp you there was always that motherly concern of you they were gonna make you violent you were gonna do things in the video games that you saw or even like you know i mean there's a whole thing if you go back in time even dungeons and dragons right that was you know satan's game that was that was you know quote unquote nerd was this negative stigma uh, thing even to this day i even run into it sometimes where people think use nerd as like a negative term or gamer as a negative term which is like it the world has changed so much right like it was it was almost it was kind of almost shameful right if you were like oh i love D and you talked about it openly in public back then but yeah for sure th- this is uh the culture is so different um it's astounding to me. And even my dad, who's the one who got me into video or started the whole ball rolling was very against me playing a lot of video games. He was, you know, very adamant. He kind of took that stance of like, well, you're not going to, you're not going to be, what are you going to do? Play video games your whole life. It's time to get up and, you know, work and get a job and live your life. And, you know, you can't video games are a dead end street. Right. Mm -hmm. Which God, I wish I didn't think that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah in retrospect yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, hey, <laughs> that's life right you you gotta you gotta fight the battles for what you love to do for that's sure you do you do. uh have any other memories from either your childhood or teenage years or whatever that you want to share like one either you know an entertaining or funny story or something <sighs> well let me think um well, we can always circle of, back to that too if... you're right there's lots of fun and entertaining moments in video games right like that's one of those things that are astounding i think of the golden memories of um all the highlights that i think almost one of the things that i think is really cool about telling a story with video games is that so many people can relate even if it's not the same story so like i think of times of uh things of memories of playing like nintendo 64 and goldeneye and a lot of times when you say goldeneye a lot of people connect with those experiences of playing with their friends and goldeneye and yeah and and the the I can count. I mean, I can can't even count how many controllers have been broken and people friendships been thrown apart from one idiot sitting in a corner with a golden gun. You know, yeah, the, or screen the, looking or yeah, screen exactly. or... yeah, yeah, screen hacking or whatever they called it back then. But um, and the same thing goes with uh, competition and and like the arcade one thing i miss the most and i wish that i could give my kid now is the experience of an arcade mm-hmm. um 
Because well, now remember... it's technically more accessible. It's not the same experience where you have that person and you see their face, right? But yeah, the no, same ability but, where yeah. you can compete online. Oh yeah, it's and... it's an open door. It's a it's you know, the internet and gaming today is so vastly more powerful in so many ways. But there was a, you know, it was like going into the wild west when you walked into an arcade, you know, and mm-hmm. it wasn't about it wasn't about tickets, it wasn't about you know, winning some prize behind a counter. It was it was about, you know, like street credit to be able to go in, throw a quarter down. I remember that, you know, there was a kid bigger, stronger, faster than me uh, going into arcade. And he was always there. His name was um, (laughs) his name was Chuck. And I would walk into that arcade and it was like a showdown, man. You would go in there and think, all right, I got to take that. And it was always, he was always playing one game and there's only one game I was interested in, in getting good at. And that was mortal Kombat. Right. There you go. So you can, you and, can, you can and, play each other. And, right? so. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, everybody has, I mean, if you were, if you went to the, if you went to the arcade era at all, right. Everybody's remembers either street fighter or mortal Kombat or yeah. uh, Tekken or whatever that those moments. And you'd have lines just lined up to take your turn and to be able to knock that guy off the totem pole was, and, and you know, people cheering around you oh, and whatever it was an event, man. I it think especially incredible. it was great. Like for, for a couple of things, obviously, you know, I I'm probably, I'm a bit too young uh, for the arcade uh, age, but I think it yeah. was, I assume, right? It was this really great thing where, you know, if you weren't into sports, like, so you'd have the introverts and the extroverts that could kind of connect on a common goal. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe people would become friends through the arcade that, you know, maybe wouldn't be seen with each other or wouldn't hang out at school or outside of school, like at parties. But this arcade kind of was like, okay, a common world that oh, regardless yeah. of, you know, your personality or whatever, or your build, you could kind of connect with people. It was it was um, the safe place. Exactly. And I guess the ability for that place. introvert that wasn't, you know, the football star like this Chuck guy to, you yeah. know, knock off the, you know, the quarterback and get cheered right. by the whole arcade. Yeah, that's that's I mean, you couldn't describe it any better, really. Right. And, I mean, and it, what, there's no probably repercussions of, you know, beat downs or anything. No. Right? Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. If you you go outside the arcade and that's where the beat downs were waiting yeah. for you because you were <laughs> unlikable, you know, nerdling that people, you know, shamed into existence, which is so ironic. Right. Because nerds are the ones that run the world today right yeah it of is course not, it's it's not even the same uh it, it's like just like you said when you brought up D, right you would go to a comic book store to feel safe that's where they played you know that was your haven and anywhere outside of it it you was it was like a shameful thing to to say you did right you had to be careful who you were talking to about doing those things because you know, next yeah, thing you know, for sure. you're going to get a atomic wedgie or something that you didn't know was coming. Yeah. Like you're whatever. saying about, you know, the nerds running the world, I think kind of the rise of like, you know, like you said, the upper 1% and the rich and famous being these nerds. Yeah. Um, and then the rise of video games. And I obviously think stuff like Marvel and, you know, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, obviously before that kind of really helped popularize oh, yeah. the media that, you know, media. Oh, wow. General, this is right? something that even the jocks are into and maybe we, everyone you know, we, maybe we've been misjudging these guys the whole time yeah well that's kind of it's kind of taken full circle right yeah i read an article somewhere that the average gamer today is a 35 year old woman really that's yeah because because they can but it depends like, how you lose smart, smart yeah. right they can they consider smartphones and oh, candy crush 
right yeah exactly candy crush or angry birds or you know they yeah. consider that a, it's no less a game than you know playing super mario brothers or yep. something like that so the uh concept of the world of gamer or fan of um geek kind of oriented uh topics like superheroes and things like because you know comics were looked down upon and now you know marvel movies are the most you know famous money making machines possible at this point so it's uh yeah it's the world has definitely done a 160 and it's definitely a, a different experience raising a kid in that for sure scary and exciting at the same time yeah yeah so cool so so other than world of warcraft is there any other games that you know you and the fam are currently playing or uh yeah well we we love to try new games um and and see what comes out my kids and uh, my wife um kids more so than any are absolutely in love with fall guys yeah i mean that is like my five-year-old daughter will sit there and just go round after round of playing, and they love trying to get that crown. And I and I will I will gladly go on record, and it's sad for me to say because I, I won't tell him this, but my son has gotten a crown on Fall Guys before I have. You know, he is he's devoted to it, and he has completely outclassed me um, in the skill set to play it. So i don't know if you're following at the time it was super interesting uh where you're following uh, tim the tap man uh to get his first crown mm. i don't know no, if, that, but if you're not you should look into or the audience should it's it's a really cool story it's basically like, i don't know if you know what tim Tapman's like you know over a hundred thousand viewers at a time kind of stream player typically okay. into call of duties and Fortnite and what have you kind of part of like sure. that ninja dr lupo kind of crew right 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 okay okay and um he just couldn't get a win for the life of him. And all the people he was playing with kept getting crowns and he couldn't. <laughs> and I don't remember how long it was. I'm pretty sure it was like w over a week, but this is like a streamer playing like 10 plus hours a day. Right. Um, and obviously all of his chats going crazy and like trolling him. And it got to the point that even I think there was some coverage on ESPN. Vegas had betting odds really? for when he was going to get the first crown. Like it oh was my gosh, like, like fall guys <laughs> company developers are tweeting about it and trolling him. Like it was, it went on for a while. <laughs> So he probably was, loved the publicity. Oh yeah, he. Smoked. I think he got huge, like you know, subscribers and viewerships from that. So he's probably wow. loving it. But you could yeah. genuinely tell in his face that he was like, like super frustrated and just wanted it to end <laughs> as well. Well, people love seeing someone miserable. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think that's just the philosophy of what it is. I don't know what it, what that means, but yeah, no, they they love Fall Guys. Um, they think it's fantastic. Uh, we're about. We're right on the cusp right now. Uh, we try a lot of different kind of like steam games some you know budget ones and things that we can afford but the uh, right on the cusp right now of starting they really want to make youtube videos oh, okay cool and um the one of the premises that i would like to do with them is start playing some just old games uh, and different games and they really like those too they like trying all these different games um, so we're going to be releasing that soon and hopefully people will enjoy some of those videos. I'm guessing they're probably going to be pretty terrible to start because I've never made really YouTube videos before. I don't really know what I'm doing, but, um, it's going to be fun. Right. And it, that's my whole goal of the stream and how I started it and why I'm still streaming today is playing games and having fun with my kids, um, and family. So and that's and that's a great that. 
objective to have. I mean, when I, I mean, this is my, you know, going to be one of my earlier episodes here, my podcast. And obviously when I was potentially interested in it, you know, for months, you know, watching YouTube videos, doing research, like how to make the perfect podcast, how to make successful, how to get viewership, like all this stuff. And then eventually, and eventually I came across, and this is like why I think it's a great attitude. You have, you know, I came across a video that stuck with me the most. Um, I almost can try to find the YouTube video, but anyways, the long story short of the guy said, look, you know, your videos, you know, podcasts, whatever it may be, isn't going to probably take off. You're not going to get a following till dozens and dozens of episodes or videos in. So stop right. trying to make the perfect first episode. Just start um, and then, you know, genuinely be open to feedback from, you know, the comments. And, you know, even if you only have two viewers at the start and just say, hey, do you have a comment? And, you know, like, like I said, my podcast, I'm open, even whether it's friends, family or randos. I'm just like, you know, tell me how to right. make it better. And I'll genuinely try to improve it over time just because then hopefully we'll reach more people. Well, I think a lot of people in this media, they start, they want to think that they want to make this golden, you know, egg right when yeah. they start. And the, if they don't, they find out that it's not great and terrible. And then they just get discouraged and stop. And it's not about becoming a one hit wonder or about becoming famous or, or anything like that. It's just about, doing what you love to do and people will connect with that and it takes time. Right. And then once it catches on, then the rest kind of man, you know, manages itself in, in that sense. Right. It starts, you start worry, you stop worrying about that problem and you go on to the next problem. Yeah. So, and I think um, that's the, the hard and scary part about like kind of the world we're in where everyone wants to be, or sometimes you even talk to younger kids and, you know, they say like, you know, Oh, I want to be the next ninja or, or something like oh, yeah. that. And, yeah. you know, it's great goal to have, but at the same time, it's, it's almost the same or even maybe more unlikely than being like, Oh, I want to be the next, like, you know, NHL star because yeah. games are so much more accessible. So anyone and everyone can, can play well, them. The market is absolutely flooded. Right? Yeah. It's, it's right. So I you mean, have to be something special, whether it be personality or I don't know, what's the guy's name? I think it's like Buddha, Buddha or something like that or Bugga, mm-hmm. the guy that won like the Fortnite world's tournament. And he was like a 15 yeah. year old, you know, you have to do something big to really then get the platform going. Otherwise, oh, yeah. you know, you're just a diamond dozen. Right. And exactly true. There's lots of professions you can do around gaming. So if like, you know, kids were like, I want to just be involved in the gaming industry. That's great. Or esports industry even. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's obviously a slippery slope if you're like, I'm the next ninja. Right. It's yeah. It's I mean, it's a tough media. Right. Because it's just it's everything. It's ingrained in everybody's heads right from the get go. And not everybody is going to be good enough or, or has the tenacity to fight through it. So it's you know but i mean that's you got to be careful about that practical side too right you it, oh, yeah. is, you're you're not doing a podcast because i mean you would love the idea probably i'm guessing of probably enjoying it and doing it full time and and moving up in in the world of podcasts and and really make something special people love and listen to you know that's the goal but at the end of the day it might take a while and as long as you're having fun right now and making connections and, and developing yourself uh, to become a better person and a better podcaster, then that's, that's the goal right now. Right. That's what you put your foot forward for. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So yeah, we've been uh, back to your question. Yeah. We play a uh, uh, kind of different odds and ends of games and um, they'd like to try new ones and they look forward to ones they got a, uh, since Christmas was here, they were fortunate enough to get a Nintendo switch and oh, nice. I don't know what it is about Nintendo, but you know, you can like no kid 
dislikes Nintendo, right? It, they, they just make solid gold. Uh, Mario is a winner in every kid's eyes for some reason. I don't know why, but it's just perfect. And so he's been playing that and loves it. And, you know, they do that a little bit on the side together, but they, you know, it's a, it's just a different era. Right. And they, uh, they really like that thing. So that they play some stuff on that as well. So. Oh, that's good to hear. Is there any games coming out that like either, you know, that you guys are looking forward to? Hmm. Man, um, new releases well, coming down the pipe. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Well, the, I would say one of the ones that I think, and I've been playing. Um, I played it when the, they had the pre-release or what? Not the pre-release, but they had a beta launch. Uh, I got delayed due to COVID, but New Worlds. I don't know if you're familiar. Is that the that. Amazon MMO? Yep. Okay. Um, I got a chance to play that, and I played that on stream, and that was a lot of fun. Really cool game. Really excited to see what what kind of happens with that. Um, it's hard to imagine a world where I don't play World of Warcraft because it's just, uh, it's been my life for so long that it's, I can't imagine not playing it. But um, the uh, uh, other game, I think there was another one maybe coming out that they were looking forward to. Um, I think it was, they were looking forward to at um, like some of the remastered series I think they talked about like fun games like Earthworm Jim is getting remastered and stuff like that. And that's coming out, but nothing, I think, I think new worlds is the closest one to be coming out soon that everybody is uh, interested and eager to play when it comes nice. out. And hopefully the kids and everything will get involved with that one as well. So what was, what's their like key sell or their key, key differentiator to, you know, make people swap to that? Um. Well, it's not it's not one it's not built to be like a wow killer or anything like that i mean it's just an independent game that's doing an independent goal which is it's more like taking the concept of mmos um you know the leveling system and your character and spells and powers and putting it and smushing it together with something like a game like arc right where you're scavenging or minecraft or something like that right you're building and and constructing and gathering right a gatherer so I don't know if you've played Albion online or have ever seen that game. Uh, I actually did. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Did you like it? Um, yeah, we played it for a bit. It was it was, it was interesting. Yeah. So it's going to be more like Albion than it is like anything else in the sense that it's, you know, you're going to go out, you're going to gather things, you're going to build stuff. And then you're going to you are what you wear is the same principle. Right. So you can always switch what you are. Um, and then you're going to have small groups and battles and they, one of the big decisions that I think is really going to save the game long-term is the fact that they kind of put everything on hold and the production on hold. They really want to make a good game. These people are really investing time and energy and the game didn't originally have a PVE or player versus environment element to it. And they realized that they needed that. So everything got delayed and now they're putting in things like dungeons and small group, you know, raid content and all that kind of stuff. So it has a really well-developed kind of PVP system and now is getting a really well-developed PVE system, which will probably be the thing that people will like to play the most. So I think it's going to appeal more to the type of player that likes um, Ark or Monster Hunter or things like that versus being like a MMO 
you know, kind of an experience like Final Fantasy or World of Warcraft or, um, you know, uh, Elder Scrolls Online or something like that. Oh, nice. There's actually an interesting uh, mode that I've been following um, that, you know, I think they're more sort of kind of trying to be that wow killer. Um, right. and, and that's called Ashes of Creation. Yeah, I've heard um, of that one. It looks and that's actually like privately being funded by um, one of the CEOs has put like something like 30 or 50 million himself in. So right. the, his idea of it is, you know, we're in take our time. We're developing it right. We're developing the game for the community. We're funding it ourselves. So there's no like external investors pressure to release the game or, you know, cut corners um, hmm. like most games nowadays end up having to do at the finish line just to make it work. Oh, yeah. Um, Plus so that, it's that's a something hard interesting market to break into for, for sure. sure i mean i'm yeah. sure how many times have you downloaded and played the, you know the next wow killer and you know it's fun for a couple months but yeah i've had i've it. had many rants and topics on that uh <laughs> that whole topic um because i um it's almost kind of become a meme for my stream they're like oh daikini's on a rant again um but the in my philosophy is that the only thing that's going to beat or kill wow is going to be wow itself you know blizzard as a company they're going to make bad decisions and draw people away i know a lot of people don't share that opinion of mine um or maybe are hopeful that 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 isn't the case but um they're good at what they do but i just want blizzard um to kind of come out with a new mo to compete with themselves which obviously they're they're not gonna do because all they're doing is they're they're just trying to kill retail by re-releasing classic and then they're gonna kill classic by re-releasing tbc yeah they'll just go back and forth between different versions of the game they've already made i mean think about that that's a like a marketing genius plan right if you had a product that you it's already just crazy built. that people are like I play classic, so I can't really right. talk, I guess. But like, it's yeah. just crazy that people want to go back and do it. Yeah, but that's but that's I mean, if there's a demand, which there is, there was right. It it will it will come, and it's literally the, like printing money for them though. They're yeah. like, let's and wait, without, you want me to republish the to game me. I already did. Yeah, okay. it's 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 ingenious. It's yeah. uh, they are they are, and that's like you said, they're they're not going to make a a World of Warcraft two or or whatever different version of a game because it's like why would you when you literally own the market and you you know you could make you could you could go pay an artist whatever you could you could even if it was a ridiculous amount of money pay him you know ten thousand dollars to make a new mount and make more money than you would developing a whole new game yeah it just it's like it's just not going to happen in that way. And maybe not is the healthiest thing of for a while. Like I think competition breeds creativity, right? You, sure. know, you have, it creates a healthier market as a whole. And thankfully there are other good MMOs like final fantasy is a really good MMO and is still doing extremely well. And then you have elder scrolls, which is a really good MMO and is still doing uh, really well for a lot of people. And a lot of people like those, um, but it's not, it hasn't taken the crown. Right. And in my opinion, the only one that's going to take the crown away is them doing something dumb. That's, mm-hmm. that's or like I said, I, maybe in I I could see potentially in about ten years um, that they'll have to do like a WoW two or something like that because I personally think they they can't really go Wrath of the Lich King. Like after that, 
the expansions Maybe. weren't as sought after. Like, I don't know who's going to be hyped to replay Mop or Kata. Well, they keep or... releasing expansions, right? Yeah. And and then maybe they just do a software update that makes it look better, like they've done many, many times in the past. Sure. I mean, I don't, it's whatever. I'm sure whatever the smartest business decision is what they'll do next. But would now, would I be happy if Blizzard made another MMO or the guys who created Blizzard made another MMO? Absolutely. Like, I would... I'd be very happy to see that, but I mean, you're talking, you know, 15 years yeah, of and developer content, hundreds of millions exists. of dollars. So yeah, it's just, I don't know how you keep up with And I mean, I've had this argument uh, bar none with people. It always drives me crazy. It always has driven me crazy is when people come in and they're like, you know, I bring up the, well, you do, you know, you play video games, what games are you playing right now? And I'll be like, I play world of Warcraft. And then they'll be like, Oh, I played that game. I hate that game. You know, I, that's yeah. it. It's terrible. I, and I'm like, oh, really? Well, you know, how long did you play it for? And they'll be like, oh, I, you know, I played and I loved it. I would suck me in and I played for, you know, all the way to Mr. Pandaria or something, you know, for a very long time. You're talking like these people played this game for five years or four years or 10 years or whatever. And, I go, oh man, you know, oh, that's too bad. Why do you, you know, hate it so much? And like, oh, they, they decided to do this one thing that I hated so much, like resetting my gear or they got rid of, you know, this PVP the way I liked it or whatever, something that just heard them to subscribe anymore. And they just, yeah. that's the worst game. I hate it. And I said, but this is where I bring up the point is that I'm like, but wouldn't you argue it's the best game ever? Like, yeah, but most yeah. of the reason that people quit is because they either don't want to put the time in or they feel like they have to, so they kind of get like addicted to it and they have better stuff that they want to do with right. their time. And that's right? a that's a totally reasonable So it's not that the game is bad, it's just I just don't have the time for it right. or but they have whatever. but the, these a lot of these people have this intense hatred for it. Like Blizzard is this bad guy, right? Yeah. And I'm like, then they're like, no, no, no. I like, I like Skyrim's a way better RPG or way better, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, that doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all to me because let me, how long have you played Skyrim for? You know, how many hours do you have in Skyrim? Do you have, oh, I played that for like 300 hours, which is crazy for like a single player mm -hmm. game, right? But this people play WoW for like 10,000, right? Yeah, like how many hours have you logged yeah. in World of War? Is there any game in the history of games that you have played for fit for 10 years straight? Yeah. No, there's not. And there ain't going to be another one. I'm telling you, man. Like, not to mention, I couldn't play games like that because, you know, when I started, I was a teenager and i didn't have a family or responsibilities or anything like that and then now fast forward i have all those things and i'm still playing the game yeah i mean so, they've done a good job of the, the issue i'm finding and i'm playing it right now obviously but they've done a good job in terms of trying that if you want to be casual you still can play the game yeah. if you want to be hardcore you still can play the game but at least yeah. the issue i'm finding i'm 32 years old um so i still have friends that are either single or don't have kids yet or what have you so i'm still obviously trying to grasp between like you know wanting to keep up with those guys all right uh, versus obviously you know <laughs> the limited the less hours i have to put in oh yeah so but you that's know what, that's, that's part of life I, decisions and right. that's why you're the guy that ends up getting them all to play world of warcraft <laughs> that's how you solve it. That's how yeah. everybody. That's how WoW has gotten no, as big no, I as mean, it like, is. <laughs> they play WoW too, but I'm saying oh. the issue is if I want to keep up with them, eye level wise, rating oh, wise, whatever. Okay. 
but they just have I more see. hours to put in than me. Oh, so okay. That's well, what the issue but see, that, that's but that's not an issue in my mind because now you just jump on their back and you get carried. <laughs> yeah, that's the, you get you let them do all the hard muscle work and then you're like, hey, we're friends, you know, and then True. they take you. I always like being the guy doing. more so being the carrier than the. I always feel bad <laughs> well, being car- the carry. We all have to have our sacrifices, and For free sure. loot is free loot, you know. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, uh, so do you um, play with uh, others? Like, do you have a whole online? community or is it more yes. so just like the family and the, the stream no no i am very much an adamant about having being involved in the community always have and i knew that going into a family stream that was going to be challenging right because you have two other people that at different skill levels that are involved with me and I didn't want to shut the outside world off. That's not why I like world of Warcraft. I like the community. And I think, honestly, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of negative garbage going around in the community of wow. And we need more people being a positive element in wow more than ever. Right. So I need to be doing that myself. So um, I going into it was much of a philosophy of, we're going to kind of be an open door that we can play with anybody and, and you're going to be involved and, and I'm not going to separate the two. Right. So my son plays alongside of me in content that might be challenging for him, but he's doing it with me and with other people that are friends and a part of the community. And that was one of the big driving reasons of doing Twitch was because I wanted to use that as an outlet to build a community that didn't mind that kind of an element, right? They didn't mm-hmm. mind having a family involved or having different skill sets involved and um, different ceilings as far as what people can and can't do, right? I wanted to, I want a place where people can come in and they don't have to worry about their item level or their class or what you know faction they are and they can come in and go hey here's people that get me and want to have a positive experience and feel good about themselves while getting better while improving having self-improvement because i think everybody should be responsible for self-improvement and move forward together and my son and my wife both take on that responsibility of their own. So they fit right into that community. They could be just members of that community. So they play with quite a few people and a lot of people like it. Uh, I, you know, I was worried that it would be problematic and people would be mean or something like that. And uh, people love it. People love to help. They love to be helped. They love to feel like they're equals. They like to, even though they might not have the same gear or skill set, but they like to be treated with respect and actually talk to people who care about getting to know them, right? Who they really are instead of, like you said, you know, be a sub number or something to that effect. And that's what the whole community is. That's why I encourage people to come in so are the people you play games with like friends and people that you had before the family or are they all people you've kind of met through the community uh, of the both. family stream? There's, there's some old friends in there for sure. But most of the, most of who we have our friends now are all people who came through the stream. So um, it, it's all sorts are, are welcome and the door is always open. So that is, that's a philosophy. Uh, obviously you have to, be someone who respects the fact that it's a family element and one and uh, some people don't like that we're a family f- friendly stream uh, meaning that we don't you know cuss and 
swear profanities and are rude to each other or things like that because my son's listening right mm-hmm. and For i sure. don't want him in that element uh regardless i don't think that's going to make him a better person or to be more important me a better person like i don't think you know an intellectual person needs to have that in their life i don't and uh i i was guilty of it and because of that my son's making me a better person mm-hmm. you know that's yeah that's so, good to hear yeah um so why is this a big question i have next one um yeah. but you can try to make the as short as you want is why okay. do you keep playing games like what what's the reason i guess for you it's a bit different because it's it's more of a broad question well, i have but for you i guess it's you know family time it's you know community well the the, the goal the i mean the, if you want to get right to the root of it right they're fun i love playing them I, if i didn't have a family i'd still play them right uh it, the root comes from the just sheer passion of loving video games uh, I, I don't um and i'm it, I'm fortunate because it doesn't, it's at least for my kids, I don't, I don't know about your own or, or how many people you've interviewed uh, in the regards of the same question. It's not really hard to get my kids passionate about games either. Right. They're, they love video games. They think it's fantastic that their dad encourages them to play video games. You know, I want, I'm ready for my son to go, go pro and give me those big fat stinky checks man you know i like these kids on these huge <laughs> these huge uh, stages making six figures right i'm encouraging of that however um i still want them to be very responsible and i think that's the balance is that i absolutely love it and i think if if we all could um gamers out there that are super passionate about gaming if they could they would play them non-stop but um, that's not healthy either, right? That's yeah. not a healthy lifestyle. That's not the direction that you need to go. But I think the the simple answer is is that there's just a undying love and passion. And, and to be fair, I, I think the reason that video games to me are so enjoyable is because it's a social experience. It's I love the people. If I got on on a game and just viewed that game or that community to be very negative, I don't think that or a game that didn't have a community at all, I think I would be very I wouldn't be as drawn to it like I was when I was a kid. But Mm -hmm. being um, being blown away by people has taken video games to a place of amazing all the way to awe inspiring, you know. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if this is there's time for this, but the the thing that hooked me into World of Warcraft and because I almost quit the game, I uh, I was I don't know if you remember. Did you play in vanilla? Yep, you did. Okay, um, I played in vanilla. I don't know what your vanilla experience was like, but I I I mean I was in high school, so I was not like a top player. Um, I okay. believe I cleared. Like all of MC, all of BWL, um, and then I started getting into AQ, um, and then I only did the first few boxes of Nax. What, if you don't mind me asking you a question, what were you playing before WoW? Do you remember? Um, as a kid, I was predominantly outside of like single player PlayStation games, probably RPGs like Final Fantasy and what have oh. you. Um, yeah, we were like the, lined, almost lined up there. The big thing that I was really into and I got competitive into was Counter Strike. Okay, yeah. So, so 
Okay. And then from so there, I went different. to World of Warcraft. Okay. So I didn't do like e- like Ultima Online or Eve Online or anything like that. Right. I just went right to my first experience with any of that was World of Warcraft. Right. Okay. So here's this is what strikes me and why I love games. Um, when I was to relate to you, uh, PlayStation was a big, you know. I remember PlayStation. I remember the first RPG I've ever played that I actually took seriously and, and fell in love with, which was Final Fantasy VII. Like, that was the first one. But I had to, like, work at it. Like, most of the time I would try an RPG, and it was like, this is taking too long. It was story was moving too slow. Like, it didn't connect with me. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII, I was like, all right, everybody says this game's amazing. I'm going to try it, and I'm going to push forward. And as I did... I fell in love with RPGs and then from there on I my my scope of being open to RPGs got huge. So the first computer experience and the computer game that I got into was Diablo. And Diablo 2 just blew me away. Like it was just perfection. It was this RPG element with some other people, but I wasn't really being super social in it. I just was loving the game and kind of treating it more like a solo solo player experience. Fast forward uh, to buying World of Warcraft. I had no idea what World of Warcraft was. I I just I went to I don't know if you remember Babbage's or EB Games or Funko mm-hmm. Land. But um, I went there and you know I didn't read online what things were happening. I just went there and said, Hey, what's a good you know I like Diablo too. What's a good game that I should try? And they said you got to get World of Warcraft. It's coming out soon, so reserve your copy. You know. I said, okay, well, why should I? And they're like, well, it's the same people who made, you know, made Diablo. And I said, okay, you got me sold. That's yeah. the game I'm going to invest in. So I got on, played for about, I want to say a week or two. And it was going good. I, you know, I was treating it like that solar player experience. And I joined a guild and talked to them kind of through a chat room. It kind of felt like, you know, yahoo or aol chat or something like that i didn't really connect it as a game experience and i got to duskwood and which felt like it took me forever because i think i was like level 20 and i remember walking in going to do my quest going to get some zombies and graveyards and all of a sudden i just dropped dead i just poof i'm like what killed me what just happened the game's bugged what is going on so i went ran back to my body rezzed died immediately again instantly like i just dropped dead i didn't know what was happening and i was like all right this is stupid i don't know what's going on and i (laughs) ran back to my body for the third time boom i rezzed i dropped dead instantly again and i just went into rage mode i just was like this game is the worst game ever it doesn't even work i can't even play and i started typing in the chat the guild chat what's wrong with this is you know just losing my mind and as I'm typing it, before I even sent the message out, this huge fat torrent comes out of the woods and starts doing like the teabag maneuver on my body. Uh, okay. And I'm like, who's a high level player that was bullied? Yeah, I'm like, who the hell? Who is this guy? I don't know what, what is what is going on. <laughs> and he he just and I'm like, this isn't behave, behaving like a, a computer. You know, no computer does this. What is this? And I said, there's a big cow. This is I remember typing this sentence, which I feel like a dummy for saying this. But I typed out there's a big cow NPC sitting up and down on my body. 
<laughs> I thought it was a, a computer. I didn't you know thought it was just a poorly programmed mod. Yeah, like, like, in retrospect, that would be amazing if a computer did that. Now, now that I think about it, but yeah, um, I'm and I typed it, and they're like, "Oh no, that's a player. He <laughs> that he's ganking you." And that was the first time I experienced a gank ever. And you were probably you would have probably identified that immediately, right? Because you came from Counter Strike, <laughs> and you know savagery of pvp is abound right when you play a player versus player game but in wow and me and my naive rpg ways was not expecting this so i i said wait a minute you're telling me that i can just be doing my own thing and this guy can whenever he wants just kill me this question mark skull guy and they said, yeah, that's that's what happens in the world when you get past level 20 and you go to like contested areas. And I'm like, OK, yep. Uninstall. Boom. I'm just like, this game is the worst game anyone has ever created. Why would anyone want to play a game where you can just spend as a corpse the whole time because some other player deems it so I'm done. And uh, I think I took a bro about a week break, maybe two weeks. And I came back to it after people sending me messages on a message board saying, no, you shouldn't quit. You should just give it a try. It's, it gets a lot more fun. And I'm like, okay, uh, all right, I'll give it a try. But I'm going to make a new character. I'm going to go to a new area. I'm not going to Duskwood because that's obviously death zone. So I made a warrior, which was probably the stupidest decision I could have because they were so hard to level uh, back in the day for me. And uh, I made a warrior. And I started leveling up. I finally got to that point. I went through the wetlands instead. Went through. A, I they said you got to run through Arathi Highlands and then go to South Shore. That's the next place to level. So I said, okay, here I go, epic adventure. And I ran. I didn't get ganked or anything, which is a miracle now that I think about it. But I got to South Shore, and my potato of a gateway PC froze. It just shut down, and for about five minutes, I heard it loading. It just wasn't doing anything. And I'm like, okay, great. Now the game's broken. I can't get past level 20 to save my life. This is the worst game ever. And as I was about to close the program or turn off my computer, it started to load and immediately populated. I don't know if you remember South Shore versus Terran Mill PvP. Yeah. But there was three, 400 players battling just back and forth, back and forth on my screen it was just a cloud and that was the moment i realized that world of warcraft was an mmo and it was a social experience and that it was about the people and from that moment on i think i proceeded to play for about four hours pvping in south shore versus terran mill and made tons of friends and joined new guilds and community and support and alliance pride versus horde pride and the whole epic spectrum of what social gaming can be like versus just playing by yourself in a room and um it blew me away but i think i was running like five frames per second the whole time like my computer just couldn't handle it and it was just worthless but i had more fun doing that than anything so yeah for sure that was part of my you know issue with um you know, uh, rating when I started getting higher level rating on uh, my priest is that just some fights, like even Razor Gore and BWL, it was just, I couldn't do just, just too much stuff going on. And, yeah. you know, majority of the fight was just a slideshow. 
Yeah. Exactly. But with 40 people, I guess, you know, if one person has a slideshow, you can easily kind of cover for them. Yeah, fights. I was a gnome warrior, so I was like hiding in the torrent's feet and just <laughs> like trying. Was, to I, I don't remember if it was because I know I think I don't know if you played classic, but like, I mean the big difference I felt obviously is, and maybe because we weren't, I wasn't playing at the top level. Um, but obviously when I went back, right, there was all the modern day add-ons and DPS meters and you know oh, yeah. min-maxing and you know the yeah, proper way to totally do things. World. But I feel back in classic. I don't even know if we had DPS meters, so no one would even know if you had the wrong talents. Well, or, they didn't. You're yeah, just a white hitting or, or what you're doing. Well, that's uh, I I played classic. I had a great experience. My whole community went over to do it. It was a blast. I loved it, uh, but it was not the same experience. I wasn't expecting it to be either. Yeah, and for I, sure. I, I quit doing classic um, and they're like, well, how come? You know, like this, it's great. And I, I try to explain to the simplest answer is, is that wow there's a different kind of community playing wow today than there ever was back then right and it's not that wow is different it's the people who play it are different and that's what has changed twitch has changed classic youtube has changed classic wowhead has changed classic curse has changed i mean those did not exist it was Mm -hmm. a it was an unknown brand new world. And that's where the longevity came in. If you can go in, you can go and play wow today at classic and have tons of fun. I think it's still great, but it's not the experience that it once was. And that's okay. It's just, it, it's not going to have the longevity. That's the magic that retail has because it's new and things are coming out and you're discovering it for the first time. Whereas everybody's done there and been that, you know, been there before. I mean, molten core took, literally months and months of guild progression to to beat right Mm -hmm. it was literally done in 42 minutes when it went live in in classic like yeah it's it's a totally different animal so but the my point is is it's not to go back to your original questions why and i really apologize for the long answer but the the original point is that people need to remember what makes gaming special is you the people and that is what we have to tie on to is that you're valuable and the people that you play with even the randos and the your friends are special in their own way and they make it a great place to game no matter what game you play they make it the great place to game and i think we take that for granted as gamers in a big way yeah so that's that's the thing that I try and teach my son because he's inundated in multiplayer and online and connectivity and all that, right? But I, t- I tell him that eye-to-eye interaction or a conversation to have with someone on your, your computer or headset or whatever is a, is a gift and it should be treated specially because that is we're, we're the reason it, it's there and that's why I fell in love with video games all over again was the social connection. Cause I mean, I, I'm here, I'm here having a conversation with you about past history and life because I took the time to play a game with you and yeah. you took the time to play the game with me and, and extend and extend the invite to come talk to me, which I'm very thankful for. And that's the magic that's that's why i love what doing it even though there, you know there's no uh, financial means there for me it it, it is special for it's sure special and i really thing. appreciate it yes. um a couple more questions if you don't mind i guess yeah. it, well, I'm, well, I, 
gaming related yeah whatever anyway. I, I hopefully i'm not killing your podcast with too long of a podcast no, hey here. no problem i appreciate you coming <laughs> and like i said we can obviously always edit it or you know cut yeah. things out delete that whole down. story delete that whole story i just no did. no no <laughs> yeah um so i mean I, I know you have two kids uh so i don't know if you want to have two quick stories but uh do you have any you know proud uh, daddy moments related to gaming uh, now that you know both of your kids are getting into it oh <sighs> Yeah, the first time they course. did some I mean, challenge, or you know, I mean, you're a dad, right? Uh, yeah, but my my daughter's only 17 months, so I can't you know relate. Yeah, but the, you're the you're probably side. proud of her at 17 months, man. I mean, come oh, on, it's for like sure, I am. <laughs> I meant uh, I asked specifically if you had any proud uh, daddy gaming moments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, but I mean, my kids could operate a smartphone at like two yeah. <laughs> better than than my mom can do, figure out how to open an app you know <laughs> it's like totally totally different world so you'll be there soon uh <laughs> trust me um proud moments well i was gonna say that when you're a dad it's just proud moment after proud moment yeah, every like, day it's, obviously it's, yeah it's just a gift to be there for them especially if you have a a family to do it together right that helps even more having the support um but i think my proudest moments of my son is how he communicates talks to people and fights through problems um i think that with today's games you you generally have a lot out there there's so many options right and there's so many ways that you can just be like oh i can't figure this out i'm gonna go to the next game i'm gonna go to the next platform you know when i was playing video games you were lucky if you got like one new game a year you know they were expensive they were hard to get and um, parents didn't feel like investing any money in them and nor did society tell them they needed to nowadays it's like raining games everywhere free to play games and all that so when he hits a challenge and wow like he he doesn't understand something or he gets uh which is sad by the way um he'll go and join a group and do a five man and they might drop him because he doesn't do enough damage and he'll tell them he'll be like hey i'm sorry i'm new i'm a kid um i'm trying to figure it out and they just like ah you're not a kid you're you're just some scrub trolling us and bye loser, you know? And um, I told my stream last, I don't know if it was last night or the day before I said, my son does not understand gaming sarcasm. He doesn't understand sarcasm at all. Yeah. He's not of that age. And when someone tells him you stink, he or, takes it to heart or yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a thick skin. He doesn't have, the ability to be like to put it to the side and be like oh internet trolls you know he doesn't he's not there yet he hasn't learned that yet and um obviously as a dad you know you want to reach through the computer and strangle the idiots like that right you just <laughs> like you're like you, what are you doing man this is a you're playing with a nine-year-old kid who just wants to you know run a normal with you you know it's not this isn't let's parse you know rating this is Play the game have fun so anyways um when he meets those obstacles there's a lot of opportunity um to turn around and and avoid it or to just not deal with it anymore and my son has developed an attitude that is the best kind of pride i could i could have as a dad which is 
he said he he said he gets sad and i'll ask him I'm like hey man are you right and he's like yeah i'm just i'm sad and you know he's got a you know he's got tears going down his face or whatever he's crying and i'm like dude you gotta you gotta understand that these people they don't if they really knew they wouldn't say something like that and it's not true you know don't let it bother you and he and he says it does bother me because i want to be better and i'm like well you know i'm like you know i'm about to start crying right when i hear something like that i'm like man i i wish i had the uh, the foresight or tenacity to say something like that when i was 9 you know yeah and um he's like i'm gonna and i and i said i know you i know you do man i i really do i you're gonna be better don't even worry about it he says i'm gonna get back on i'm gonna join another group and i'm gonna show them that i'm better dad that's awesome and i'm just like you know i'm like good job son you know run in the other room and ball my eyes out right you know i'm just like it's like it's just it's whenever you see a kid get bullied or picked on in life um it's 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 really sad right it's just Mm -hmm. sad kids can be mean but adults on the internet can be way meaner (laughs) well because sometimes they just act like kids right right? and and um they don't not a lot of people everybody gets put in this mode including myself i'm i'm i want to say this i'm guilty of that is when you play video games and I didn't have kids and I, you know, you get on and it's so easy to just be like, Hey, your guys are scrubs. He's making mistakes. He's terrible. I know better. And the, and that all might be true, but you have no context of what that person is or, or what they went through is. that day or, or right. what they're going nothing. through in life that time or there, yeah, exactly. For so sure. I always try and pull myself out of that mode and say to myself, Hey, maybe he just doesn't know better. Maybe he just has never had the opportunity to make a friend. Maybe he doesn't ever had anyone tell him any differently and hit someone that he can trust. And that's where kind of that stream has spawned out. But my son has an ability to pick himself up off the floor and fight harder. And um, not, I think that's a great skill set to have for sure. Yeah. Not just obviously online, but everything in his life going forward. Right. So it's teaching him a lot of valuable life lessons. Um, but that is something recent. And there's tons of things that he does that makes me proud, but that's sure. something that it's like I, I just was not expecting a nine year old to do. I just didn't, you know, I, I feel like I learned that at maybe like 18 or 19 or, you know, later in my life, not that young. So, and my daughter, my daughter's special knack. And, and you might get a chance to experience this yourself. I don't know if you plan to have more kids or not. Yeah, we do. But that's good. Um, my daughter looks at my hair brother as, you know, Hercules. She idolizes him. She wants to be wherever he goes, play whatever he does or does. Excuse me, not does. What's that mean? Whatever he does. And um, she fights for him she's got a lot stronger personality than he does he came out and he was an angel that made kid care look easy she came out and was a human fireball she is the opposite of him in every way you know it's and, it's always good that uh, i think sometimes it works out that way a lot of people i know that have two kids where it works out perfectly that it happens like that because yeah. i just know that some people if you know that first kid was the fireball 
they might not have had the second or third. Yeah. No. So, I trust me. I yeah. I believe you there. It's um, it's great that it happens in that order. And you ask yourself, why do you get a fire? Why can't you be easy? You know, the, the <laughs> fire. Why can't I get the easy ones? You know, you struggle um, when you're older, but you know when you hope. Um, like my daughter's only 17 months, but I think I can already tell. You know, she's super strong, strong-minded, super like independent. Um, and you kind of want that for your no. kid. It might be frustrating the first 10 years, but then you know that that <laughs> will help them. Um, or even first 20, let's say, but that will help them the back 60 years, right? Oh, I mean, her fight, her tenacity, her fire, her passion, her, you know, her way that she is built. Um, and, and you'll, you'll, you know, this to some degree, and we'll find out more as time goes on. You'll, you'll appreciate it even sooner. Um, it'll be a battle. You'll, she'll never let you rest. She'll make sure she, you know, kicks your butt into the best shaped dad that she can possibly have. But the tenacity of that also produces a go-getter someone who wants to jump in with both feet. Don't care. Let's get it done and get it done now. So my pride in her, especially when it comes to gaming is that no, there is nothing that intimidates her. Right. And, um, she is more of the personality that's going to, you know, when someone tells her, get lost, you loser, she's just going to pop them right in the face or, or tell them to hit the bricks running. You know, yeah. she won't even take nothing from nobody where my son's different, but her tenacity in the effort is really inspiring. And they both have that, right? They both have that uh, ability. They're both similar in that regard. Um, because she wants it to be but as a dad I think the thing one of the biggest things I'd want for my kids is never to give up right I don't want a I don't want a kid that's because nothing's easy no matter what it is if you want it it's not going to be easy so or easy come easy go so yeah I mean you got to be able to pick yourself up you got to be able to, you know, it's not about how many times you get hit. It's about how many times you get hit and keep moving forward. There you go. Right? That's Muhammad Ali, right? That's or... uh, I think that's Rocky. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. Here's a... <laughs> I think that's Rocky actually, but I believe in that statement. Um, you know, it's, I think, I think uh, Muhammad Ali was about how many times you pick yourself up. Yeah. And the, that's something that when you have it in young kids, cause I think a lot of times kids you know, they don't learn that very quickly um, because of the environment that they're in, especially with this whole everybody wins a trophy mentality. Like, that's just I, I don't know if you connect with that, but I hate that. I do stuff. not. No, um, I think I, just, I think the issue right now and not to get too far down that, but the issue is like, you know, right now, the way the school systems are, sports systems, you know, everything. I, I, mean, I think it's important if you want to teach these kids to have thick skin and grit and all this stuff that, you know, they need to learn to lose because otherwise right now, the way society's set out is the first time kids can truly lose is like university slash college. Otherwise, yeah. all sports, all you know, elementary and high school is set out that they basically push kids through. Doesn't matter. No one fails. And then yeah. they get to university where it's no parents, no rules. Here's some alcohol. Here's girls, boys, you know, whatever. Right. And good luck. And yeah. by the way, we're not going to just hold your hand and carry you through and double check that you did your homework and your assignments. Right. So it's yeah. Well, plus life is 
is you know you fail more than you succeed and you learn more from failing than you do winning right as long as you're failing and you're always falling forward right yeah i mean that's i mean i mean that's just the way it is right i mean it, you you gotta fail a hundred times before you get one right and that's okay that's the that's the beauty of the process so i i'm not for that mentality and my kids um naturally are picking that up um and and i think gaming is a great there's a lot of life lessons in gaming for kids right all different kinds learning about history um the future what can be expected of them expectations um tasks responsibility um tenacity i mean all sorts of things right can be taught through the goal of a game so um I think that's one thing that I think is probably the best lesson that they learn. Right. Because sometimes you just need, it's a very easy, it's a very easy world of a, of a short intention span kind of a concept. And that's something that they're both fighting to avoid. So I guess that's a long answer to your question, but I think that's something that I have a lot of pride in um, to know that they're, they're fighting, you know, they're fighters. They're not going to let the world push them around. Um, at least at this age, I hope they maintain it. Yeah. It, it, you know, no matter how old you get, you can always let the world push you around. So I guess that's kind of where I'm at with it. Nice. So, so, I mean, this is, it's been a long, long chat so far, kind of focused around, you know, the, our whole gaming side and gaming history. Um, so why don't we switch gears over to, I guess, yeah. the parenting side, kind of yeah. tie it up, wrap it up and kind of yeah. do a full wanna... circle. I want to, I'm like, I'm interested in all these questions with you, man. I, oh, I'm like, you do you, have you done a podcast of answering these questions yourself? I have not, but that's an interesting concept. I could, uh, I could do should, that. I mean, I, I would, you, maybe you should do a little podcast or something to talk about you. Cause I'd like to get to know you a little bit more. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, yeah, I will that, definitely, that's, that's, a, that's a good thought. suggestion. And I will definitely uh, take a look in the, or consider that. Okay. So, the quick question I had for you was, I guess, uh, do you have any, you know, tips on how to, you know, still be a gamer uh, while maintaining, obviously, being a good husband and a good uh, father? Oh, <laughs> obviously, you know, about balance and, you know, yeah, time um, and step one, if you're you're at the stage of you, you have, you know, your better half that you don't have kids yet or maybe you're just getting on that road. Um, and she's not interested in games or hasn't walked down that road. Maybe you're dating. I don't know where, where you're at in life with it, but get her involved in games as soon as possible. Tip one, <laughs> um, that it helps a whole heck of a lot. Um, my wife never played a video game until I met her and, uh, I started her off slow. I kind of like a, a good tip to do that is kind of pick her brain for things that they like. Right. So, you know, don't, don't try and make her play a video game that you think is cool because you're going to miss the mark almost every time. Right. It's just, you're, you're an advanced gamer. You know, everything about it. You're just going to try and sell her something on something you like. And that's not always the best way to go about it. My wife uh, Jay-Z loved puzzles, right? Like crossword puzzles and Sudoku and stuff like that, right? 
So I got her started in puzzle games, different kinds of puzzle games on a console. And from that, that was before like smartphone games were really taken off and all that. But her starting there opened the door to everything else. And next thing you know, it became uh, Fantasy Star Online and uh, MMOs and Diablo and then World of Warcraft. And then the whole thing just opened way up. Right. So that would be one number one suggestion, because I think that that is not only is it fun as heck and you get to see gaming through her eyes and have fun with them, but then they share the passion with you. Right. And it becomes mutual. It becomes a mutual ground that you can both. She understands why you like to do it so much. You don't have to explain that or justify it. She's like, oh, yeah, I understand why you want to do that. Perfect thing. In fact, I'm going to go do that, too let's do it together or maybe i'm gonna go do it and you watch the kids for a little bit those things help a ton um if you really want to get your kids started in games early uh and have them to be like little masters a tip for that is you know just get an old junky controller that they can start playing with like it's a baby toy (laughs) because they for some reason the translation is almost instant they just if they've had one and touched one and i don't know drooled on one the next step is they become master gamers because my son at like two and three years old was playing mario and and you know all the console games that came with it so that's one way to do it as far as balance uh because i think you can go too extreme like we talked about which is you just spend all your time indoors playing games and not socializing, interacting and, and building social uh, family skills uh, together. Um, I think there's nothing better than going outside with your family and getting the, the physical games going, you know, playing, walking, running, um, physical interaction and, and, and movement. Uh, we have a firm order around here. I have a clock on my desk that we try and get up every 15 to 30 minutes and stretch and do exercises. Oh, that's good. Um, that's something I wish Posture I would have done. Yeah, Hydration I, check. Yeah, absolutely. I Those things I never paid attention to when I was a kid or a teenager. And I never yeah. had anyone encouraging me to do that. You know, um, I will say one of the biggest hits that's blowing our house away that they love to play more than anything is that new adventure ring fit game. I don't think um, I know what that is. It's uh it's for the Nintendo Switch. Okay. Uh, I think it's called Adventure. Nintendo Nintendo Ring Fit Adventure it's called. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Um it comes with a ring and it's an RPG that you do by exercising. Oh, okay. I see it. Yeah. It, it's kind of like it's like the new version of Wii Fit but way, way better because it doesn't have like a board that doesn't really work good or anything. Yeah. And cool. it gives, they get to run and play and do exercises and stretching. And now that they have done to do those things, um, they not only is it fun that they do it all as a family, uh, including myself, but when they're not playing that game and we say, all right, let's get up and do our stretches. They do those stretches. They don't need the game to do it. And it's getting a lot more mobility into their lives. And it's also treating them a really good habit, which I think anyone who even doesn't even play games just works at a desk, you know, all day, you should be getting up, 
you know, every 30 minutes, uh, 20 minutes to stretch your back, do better postures, um, maybe even stand up if you can at your desk. Yeah. Those are things that um, if you don't do that and you just sit on your butt, you're going to be hurting very quickly. So that's something I would highly recommend for health uh, for a family of gamers because you don't really have anyone to get you up off your bum. Yeah. When you're all both down your parents playing. are into it too. So no one to come yeah, up yeah, and exactly. say, hello, what are you doing? Right. So they, they don't have a reason to get up. So you got to get, make sure you get those habits in there That's to, good. to take care of physical health um, and lots and lots of water and hydration. So that's something that was a challenge at first um, and has turned to be a lot better. Uh, we also do uh, eye exercise routines too, which there's a lot of good ones online that help uh, peripheral vision and wide scope and kind of how you view, view the world and interact with it when you're a kid and you're developing your mind. Um, you're also developing the neural connections with your physicality and how you interact with that world. So if you do it from a very young age and all you do is stare at a screen, you're going to lose some of that. Mm-hmm. So, so we do those kind of things too. Um, and you know, you turn them into games, you turn it into a fun activity. It's not like it's homework or anything. And it's good for us too, because we can benefit from it as well. So that's something I would say is if you want to be a family gamer and you want to push that route, push right alongside of it, physical health. That's a good, good one. Um, And the last one, I guess, just staying a little bit more general, do you have any uh, overall fatherhood tips or advice uh, for other dads or new dads out there? Uh, Whether it be on, you know, eating, sleeping, you know, discipline. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm no authority on the topic. Uh, In that sense, I think you, (laughs) I think any parent has to understand that it's, it's a, it's a, it literally parenthood should mean process of trial and error. Right. I mean, there's no rule book. There's no guide that ultimately tells you what you should do in every situation. I think there are good things to pick up from people um, like encouraging positive reward. I'm not for one of um, physical uh, abuse when it comes to like uh, discipline area actions. Mm-hmm. That's just not what I believe yeah, in, especially, especially when it comes to a girl. Yep. Because I don't like that association of male interaction that way that I, I just think it's it's going to have a bad impact later on in life in my opinion mm-hmm. uh, um i should make it some water um i do think that it's really good to reward positive behavior obviously and and, and uh, discipline negative behavior and a good way to do that um which i actually picked this tip up from a friend of mine i didn't really think of it but i think it's widely used i think most people do it i just didn't know any better um is that we have a sticker reward system and there's a tile in our bathroom that when they do a good job, when you ask them to do something and they, um, you know, you, they do it with great ease. They do it quickly. They do it promptly. You don't have to ask twice, that kind of a thing. Um, they get a sticker and they can take that sticker and put it on that tile on a piece of it to cover a bit of it up. And when, they get enough stickers uh, to cover that tile. They get to go out and get a toy, right? 
Oh, nice. You so, so you go, you might go to like a dollar store or wherever they want to go. Right. Um, do you, I guess it depends on how big your tile is, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, what, what that toy's going to be. <laughs> but, um, I didn't do that before. And we had a lot of challenges with things like brushing teeth, go to bed, that kind of stuff. But once we instituted that, especially for young kids that are in the, you know, two to five year old range, um, it worked effortlessly, right? It just, it cleaned up behavior anytime they were doing something that they didn't, you know, they didn't like, or maybe they were being out of control in public. You'd be like, Hey, you know, I can take away stickers and you'd say that and boom, they would just fall right in line. So sometimes things like that, making things a game or giving them a positive direction to fight for is very helpful. And I learned that early on. So that would be a tip I would give of general um, behavior. And obviously the more love you can give, the better off you are. At least that's how I feel about it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, I, that, that pretty much kind of said wraps up what I typically ask if you want to, um, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Otherwise I do like your suggestion about maybe at some point, you know, maybe episode 10 or something like that. I'll do a quick <laughs> one about, you know, my answers to these typical questions. Yeah, I feel I feel really bad being so self-centered. Uh, I think that, you know, you're just asking me questions. I don't feel like I'm that important. <laughs> Ultimately, um, I think it's weird. I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, maybe I should be asking him questions because I think he's more interesting than I am. Um, I think that's just generally it'd be really good, cool to hear that about uh, more about you and learn more about you. I'm fascinated ever since you came into the channel. Uh, and you're you're a good mage too. I don't you know. I need I need to know more good mage friends. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Dakini is one of the most optimistic people I have ever talked to, and I hope you guys took inspiration from him like I did from this episode, especially in the times that we're in. The main takeaways I took from this talk was to try to find similar hobbies with your family and try to bond with your kids on a personal level outside of the typical parent-kid relationship. Let me know what you guys think about Chris's idea about me doing a solo episode and answering some of these similar questions so you get to know me a bit better as well. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the episode.